Who's ready to talk some Mets baseball coming off of a sweep of the Miami Marlins to end July with a 17 and 8 record? Good for second in franchise history behind the 86 Mets through July 31st. That's pretty impressive if, if you ask me. Um, look, the Mets had a pretty good week coming off the All-Star break. Two games against the Yankees. We sweep that. And then we backdoor with the three-game weekend series against the Marlins. We sweep that. Great game today all around from the Mets. Uh, they banged out, what was it, 17, 18, 19 hits or whatever. Um, really good game all around. No hiccups. Maybe a little bit by Taiwan Walker there in the sixth inning, I believe. But other than that, it was a pretty complete performance and win by the New York Mets. Now we head into Washington where the rotation is now looking complete. The rotation now looks like it would have looked come April when the season started. We throw out Scherzer on Monday, DeGrom on Tuesday, and it's all lining up for the New York Mets. After the Nationals, we play the Atlanta Braves for five games where the Braves are going to have to see Scherzer and DeGrom back-to-back. So let's hope that uh, we come out of this next week healthy and, uh, you know, there's just no no hiccups along the way because um, that is the only thing in my eyes that can stop the New York Mets at this point is health. That's really all I care about because the difference between this season and last season is really, uh, I mean, you can see the difference. Absolutely. Uh, with, you know, just with the standings alone, last season, the Mets, the Mets were um, 56 and 48 through July 31st. This season we're 64 and 37. So it's it's night and day what this team has uh become or transitioned into, you know, from last season to this season. It's really uh impressive to watch on a nightly basis if you ask me. Um you know, it just it just feels like everybody's playing together. You know, Buckshaw Walter obviously makes a huge difference on this team. Um Francisco Lindor is really looking more comfortable, more selective, more patient at the plate. He's on pace for 27 home runs, 112 RBIs, 96 runs. He has owned the Marlins this season. I know the Marlins are not good, but still, he's 19 for 57 with a 333 batting average, 6 home runs, 17 RBIs, 4 doubles against the Marlins this season. We're going to need him to keep... Uh, you know, keep it going. Like I've said multiple times on uh, my past episodes, Nimmo, Marte, they are the table setters and we need Lindor and Alonzo to, you know, drive those runs in because they're going to be there. Those guys get get on base. We see the July uh, that Marte had. So the opportunities for Lindor and Pete Alonzo are going to be there. Uh, all of a sudden, this lineup is so much more, uh, it's it's longer, it's extended uh, with Vogelbach, 
being inserted into this lineup behind Alonzo. That's a nice, uh, nice little duo there, I guess. Look, I tweeted when we got Volgabach. I tweeted that, and I was kind of, and I was, I was joking, but I said I expect him to hit a home run every time because that was, you know, big boy like that, right? He swings the bat very well, uh, strikes out a little bit, but you know that was that was uh, that was the sense when we got him that he was gonna be our, our big bat, right? Because actually anybody that we would have gotten would have been our big bat in that position because JD Davis and Dom Smith weren't doing crap. But he has not hit a home run with the Mets yet. But in six games played with the Mets, he's six for sixteen, two doubles, a three seventy-five batting average. He's played very well. He's fit himself into this lineup uh nicely. And you know, it's it's a it's a long lineup. I keep saying it. I've said it pretty much the whole season. Um, the lineup has a chance to, it's, it's a pesty lineup for opposing pitchers. They just prolong at bats. They stick, you know, they stick around. They, uh, put the ball in play. They don't strike out a lot. It's a very good lineup. Um, and that's what you need come postseason time. You need timely hitting. You can't be striking out a lot. Um, you know, an example that I give is, um, you know, sometimes with uh, Aaron Judge, right? He he tends to strike out quite a bit in the postseason, kind of stalls out the, the rallies and stuff like that. Well, with the lineup like the Mets have, they have an opportunity to keep the train moving, keep the wheels going, and um, kind of like they did today in, in the very first inning, scoring three runs on the Marlins. So, very impressive. Uh, Carlos Carrasco in July, 3-0, 30 innings pitch, uh, three earned runs, a .90 ERA, 27 strikeouts, and nine walks. The Mets won all of Carrasco's July games. He started in five, um, and he finished the month with 19 consecutive scoreless innings. Really I'm impressed by what Carrasco and Taiwan Walker have done. Uh, maybe I was a little higher at the beginning of the season with Walker than I was with Carrasco because I was really worried about Carrasco and how he pitched last season. I think it was a concern, and I was really concerned with the back end four and five of this rotation. But Carrasco has done a, I mean, he's proved me completely wrong, as has um, Taiwan Walker. So, really impressed with what those two have done, considering we lost McGill, Scherzer was out for about a month and a half, and we haven't had the Grom. They pretty much anchored this rotation this whole season. And um, teams are just going to have a problem with this rotation as we go deeper into the season and into the postseason, hopefully. Teams are going to have a problem. This is a solid one through five. And I didn't even mention Bassett. He hasn't looked. I don't know what's up with Bassett. I don't know if it's the baseballs or what it is. Hopefully he can turn it around here as we, you know, head into the last two months of the season. But the rotation is going to be a problem. And I'm not saying that as a biased Mets fan. I'm just... I mean, 
I don't know how much more I can I can stress it, but the rotation is going to be a problem, plain and simple. Um, as I mentioned, the Mets seventeen and eight in July, really good month. Um, the Mets have the Mets. It feels like they've been not that they've been through a lot this season, but you know, I think people and I and to some extent myself and us fans were just. We were waiting for that like letdown, and it hasn't happened. And I don't see it happening. We're a hundred, what a hundred games deep into the season, just a little over a hundred, and I don't see it at this point. I don't see the letdown happening. So, I, you know, this is a good time. This is going to be a good week to take care of the Nationals. It, it's all business with the Nationals, and obviously with the Braves coming up, that's going to be. You know, even more important business because these head-to-head matchups um, with the Braves are gonna matter a whole bunch, especially if it comes down to the last series or two of the season. Um, but I don't fear the Braves. I don't. You know, they're not the same team they were last year. And um, you know, uh, again, our pitching, our starting pitching, is. Um, is going to be tough to deal with. The Mets have like one of the top rotations in ERA on the season, I believe, or this month of the season, actually. Um, so, you know, it's going to be really important. Again, I'm going to go back to what I said in the beginning. It comes down to health. As long as this this team stays healthy, especially especially the start in pitching, um, man, it's it's uh, sky's the limit for this team. The trade deadline is approaching. We're two days away, and uh, I have no idea who the Mets are going to get. I really, I'm not too worried about it. I have uh, quite a bit of trust in this Mets front office, Billy Epler, to make the moves necessary. I don't believe we're going to get Soto at this point because I, uh, I don't, I don't know who tweeted it out earlier, but it's down to three teams with Soto. I'm not. I'm not sold on that the Mets are willing to give up all these prospects for Soto. I don't think that's happening um, because like the Mets, I am pretty high on these prospects. Um, and if if you follow me on Twitter at Wrong Cut Sports, I'm not a prospect hugger. For the most part, I am not. But for some reason, with the Mets top 10, I'll say, prospects, um, especially the top five, top seven. I'm pretty high on these guys. In general, I'm, I'm just not that type to be gushing, gushing over prospects in any sport. But for some reason, these Mets kids down at the farm are raking at the moment. And... I see a lot of potential, and I see a lot of potential in these prospects, Alvarez, Beatty, Vientos, Alex Ramirez, Mauricio. I see a lot of upside on these guys, whether they're on the Mets or not. I think they're going to be very good ball players for anybody. Alvarez is heating up in AAA. He's got hits in seven of his last eight games after a slow start since being promoted to AAA. Vientos is another one. He's got nine two-hit games in July. He's batting 
In, in July, he batted 316, an on-base percentage of 353, a 948 OPS. He's showing opposite field power. He didn't show a lot of that in the beginning of the season, but lately th this month, he's shown what he can do going opposite field. So uh, he's batting 267 on the season, 19 home runs, 54 RBIs. Beatty is having an even better July. 13 multi-hit games this month, including a stretch of six games with multiple hits. Okay, and in those six games was a 12-game hit streak where he went 24 for 49, a 490 batting average, 554 on-base percentage, a 1431 OPS, three home runs, four doubles, 19 RBIs, nine strikeouts. That's in 12 games. And that just happened recently. That was like the last, that's been like in the last two and a half weeks. So Beatty is really, um, and, and speaking of opposite field power, he's the one that has the opposite field power. Uh, he, I think, is a little better than Vientos. Vientos, I like a lot. But if 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 I had if you know, and this is just me guessing, if if I had to pick one or the other that I believe the Mets are higher on, it's Beatty over Vientos. Um, I I hope the Mets call up somebody. Um, Vientos is the guy that is probably closer to major league ready. Um. I would like to see him be called up. I've said it for a while, but for some reason, I don't know if it's the Mets just want to hold on to that value that he has right now in the minors and set him up as a trade chip. But um, let let the kids play. You know, I see all these teams around the majors and they then they call up these these youngsters very early in the season Um I, I sense that the Mets tend to wait a little longer than normal. Hopefully, I think the Mets got something really good going down in the farm. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not a prospects expert by any means, but from what I've seen, uh, these guys are really are really doing well down there. Alex Ramirez is, a, is another one. I mean, his straightaway power is is crazy. That kid has such a skinny frame and so much power that it's really scary because he hasn't obviously fully developed yet. So that's kind of how I feel about the prospects. Obviously, we're gonna have to give up somebody. Uh, you know, I think I think we end up getting J.D. Martinez and Christian Vasquez. I don't think we get Contreras, only because um, I think they're asking for too much. So and. I'm not willing to part ways with, you know, uh, all of our prospects or any of these uh, guys, unless we're getting, again, unless we're getting, you know, some type of elite player. But uh, I, I don't think the Mets are in that race at the moment. I think they're looking at J.D. Martinez. You know, we've seen a few tweets this week with uh, Mets scouts being in Boston I don't know what the heck there is to scout. We know what J.D. Martinez brings to the table. Um, I I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, McCann is coming back. Uh, 
I would assume he's gonna be he's gonna be starting. So I mean, what do we do with catcher, right? If we bring in Christian Vasquez, then we have Nitto and McCann. We we can't carry three catchers, so something's gotta give there. I'm not sure. I I can. I almost dare to say I can do without Christian Vasquez. Just give me J.D. Martinez. But I don't know. We'll see what it costs. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be Vientos or maybe even Mauricio uh, traded at the deadline. So I don't know. Interesting, man. A lot of teams are making moves. The Mets have made uh, you know a couple moves here this past week. And... You know, they are, they're decent moves. They will help later down the line. But we still need some pop, you know. Uh, this is a team that doesn't hit a lot of home runs. And they rely a lot on, the, on on small ball, which is not a bad thing. But we do need that, uh, you know, that home run hitter. Which is why I kind of was campaigning for Vientos to be called up about two months ago. Because I would like to have seen what, he could do at the major league level. If it doesn't pay now, you send him back down, let him do what he does in AAA, and, and we go from there. But, um, you know, I'm not the GM. I'm not a baseball expert. Those were just, uh, you know, things that I would have liked to have seen a couple months ago. Uh, Nogasek this season, 14 and two-thirds, 12 strikeouts, five walks, 12 hits, one earned run. He's really been... A key piece uh, when he has pitched kind of makes us forget a little bit about Holderman, um, which as of now, I guess the trade is not a bad one. But we definitely do need some bullpen help, help uh, preferably a, a left-handed reliever. Um, I don't know who the Mets are are looking at, but I mean, again, I'm not too worried about what the front office uh, will handle this trade deadline. I'm sure they, you know, I'm sure they know what we need, uh, and they will address it. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not worried about it. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about this Mets team. I hope you are too, if you're a Mets fan. And, uh, you know, I look forward to, to a lot of rumors and, you know, tweets and, you know, all this stuff. And, and, you know, between the end of today, Sunday and tomorrow, Monday and Tuesday morning and all that stuff. It's a good time. It's a good time to be a Mets fan. Uh, we got a good team, folks. We got a good team. And I think I think we can go f far. Especially again, starting pitching beats good hitting any day of the week in my eyes, and I've always thought that. And the Mets have really positioned themselves to throw a a rotation out there that that has the potential to be very tough for hitters. So I appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, follow. Uh, follow on Twitter at Raw Uncut Sports. I know I talked a lot. Go enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Let's get ready for this week, man. I'm not uh, recapping the National Series only because the Nationals suck. And, you know, kind of like the Marlins Series, we just go in there, get our three games, get the hell out of there, go back to City Field, and uh, welcome the Braves to, um, you know, blackout. 
City Field, and let's hope we can take, you know, three out of five, preferably four out of five. I'm not going to be too greedy and say sweep, but uh, four, four is what I'm really looking for out of that Brave series, but I'll take, I'll settle for three. Make sure you guys like and subscribe, comment below, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.